Welcome to the Marcelin Business Network podcast, celebrating the Marcelin College business connection, sharing ideas and inspiring others. This episode was recorded on Wednesday, 20 May 2020. Built to order. The Marcelin Business Network podcast series is sponsored by Donellan's the Tyman. Don't slip, grip. Donellan's the Tyman. Stores in Baldwin, Blackburn, Preston, Collingwood, and Pran. Hi, it's Maureen Hegarty from the Marcelin Business Network. In today's episode, we look at the impact COVID 19 is having on the residential construction industry in Melbourne with two leading industry figures, Adrian Gasparini from Woodridge Homes and Scott Davies from Technic Construction Group. Enjoy. All right, so welcome everybody. Uh, we're into the third series of the, the webinars. This one's on construction. Uh, we're with uh, Adrian Gasparini uh, from Wood, Woodridge Homes. Woodridge Homes. Woodridge yep. Homes. Um, and we're here to talk about construction during uh, this uh, COVID-19 situation. I'm, uh, I'm Scott Davies. Um, I've got uh, two boys at the school and uh, my background uh, is uh, building, obviously. Um, I'm a qualified carpenter, did an apprenticeship and um, started, uh, started a building company shortly after finishing my apprenticeship. And yeah, I'm Adrian Gasparini. The, um, I had three boys that all went to Marcelin a few years ago now. They all went through the school. I went to Morris Brothers in Preston. I uh, started as a carpenter working with my father back in 1979 and um, started building in the early 80s and I'm still building. Yeah, mainly new homes and, uh, and yeah, really enjoy it. I like it. So you've seen quite a number of changes over the, over the decades you've been building? Uh, yeah, quite a, quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I was, I was, yeah, I suppose with myself, I finished my apprenticeship in 1990, which is the, apparently the recession we had to have back <laughs> then. Um, so I was duly laid off after finishing my apprenticeship, so uh, had to try and um, then find work as a carpenter, newly qualified carpenter competing against uh, qualified guys. So um, yeah, so it, it sort of it put me in good stead for, uh, I suppose, you know, future mm. learnings like the scenario we're going through at the moment. So um, yeah, quite a number of decades between us um, in the construction industry. Yeah, probably um, yeah, a little bit different. Um, yeah, back when I started, things weren't as um, as professional as they've become now with qualified, like I, I didn't do an apprenticeship, was never qualified. Yep. But um, I ended up getting my builder's license fairly easily and uh, just moved on from there and started doing carpentry on some very large homes. Um, and uh, it was all just word of mouth, nobody asked Back then in the 80s and late 70s, nobody really asked if, are you qualified or do you have a certificate or... No. The question was, can you do the job? And yep. he's, yep, I can. And uh, you do it. Yeah. And that's it. Ah, excellent, excellent. Well, I suppose um, the question everyone's asking you know, in the construction industry at the moment is that um, obviously we're, we're still operating as um, building companies, um, but what are the effects that this has had on the industry as companies like ours um, and you know, obviously looking forward into the future over the next year, two years, three years and beyond. Um, so I suppose, Adrian, uh, question for yourself, I suppose, you know, as I say, how would you compare 
now, obviously you know, the work we have at the moment, um, to even the last couple of years. Um, as far as the impact on with the virus? Yeah. Oh, well, we just, you know, we've had to put things in place on the building site. Um, uh, you know, we've got a register. Yep. So that started possibly a month ago now. We were very early on. Uh, we all got, we had a register for everybody. Anybody that entered the building site had to sign off and uh, sign on and sign off, so we could keep track of anybody. Um, we we had a policy of uh, disinfecting everything uh, with some very powerful disinfectant that kills viruses, which yep. a lot of them don't. Yep. So we have a spray pack, and during the day that you know we have to the boys go and spray the padlock spray the toilet door handle, spray any surfaces where there's staircases or anything that people have been touching. Yeah, it's certainly um, certainly very different to, you know, obviously a building site of, of many years gone by. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, as you say, you know, the, the industry bodies, I suppose, the, the HIA, the master builders, they've been very supportive with information regarding, you know, the virus, you know, um, site management, you know, the amount of trade supplies we can have on sites at any given time, and then obviously hygiene, hygiene number one. Hygiene's very um, important, yeah. And also, you know, having, spacing the trades out a little bit, yeah. which has had an impact on <clears throat> the construction times a little bit, because instead of having a lot of guys working all at the same time, you tend to stretch them out and have, you know, wait till one crew's finished before you get the next crew in. Yes. So there is less people. Less yeah. people on site. Yeah, I was going yeah. to ask you. I was going to ask you. That, that was a good question because we're dealing with that at the moment. The current projects that are in play, obviously, with our contracts, we have timeframes that we have to complete these projects. And um, as much as we have, there's certainly nothing written into these contracts about pandemics. Mm. Um, there's things that are outside of our control, but no one saw this one coming. No. Um, how have you found managing? Um, your contracts with timeframes and obviously with staff, you're limiting your staff to and trades uh, that are coming on site. Yeah, so I've already I've already told the clients that um, we're going to have to review the finish date. Yep. Um, normally, the finish dates I have a, a fairly big built-in buffer. Yep. That I have in the contract, but that's getting well and truly used up. So yeah. you know, I've I've warned clients that there will be possibly a variation on the contract date, specifically because of COVID nineteen and the fact that you know we can't have as many guys on site at the one time that we normally would like yeah. to have. I think that's a good thing to I suppose put out there to the Marsland community if they are building at the moment, is to talk to your builders. Um, all the builders have been notified by the different. You know, authorities, as I say, the HIA or the Master Builders or the Victorian Building Authority, um, the best thing you can do is talk to your builders about your contracts because timeframes is a big one, mm. as you say. We've all had to adjust those and, and talk about those with everyone. Um, the other one is obviously cost. Um, you're probably getting the emails like I'm getting at the moment is that supplies, any, any imported product is potentially going up 15% over the next uh, six months. Um, which again is is going to have an impact on projects that are still that are currently in play or or projects that have been tendered on. That's right. So we had a project where we had a lot of uh, we were using a lot of bluestone capping, and it was coming from China because it was you know it's it, it's much much cheaper 
than the one from here in Victoria. And when the COVID uh, issue arose, they had the plant in China stop producing this bluestone. So I just went to the client. I said, "Look, what do you you know? What are we going to do? You've got the option. We we wait till it opens up again, and I install the bluestone capping for you later, or I go to a local supplier, and you know we you know you you pay the difference, and and it'll be just a cost." <coughs> So, yes, you know, I won't put a margin on it, but to, you know, to try and help you out. And the answer was, we'll get it locally at cost. Yes, and, yes, and uh, and rather than than wait. So yeah, there are some issues there with with the virus, with imports, and that's now apparently changed because now the Chinese market has opened up again. Yes, and yep. the the material is coming through. We had one job where we had a lift which is made in Italy. And at one stage it looked like we weren't gonna get that lift out of Italy. But luckily we, we snuck it out just before they closed down and, and actually showed up last week yes. in the container. Yeah, that's good. So we were lucky to get that because that was gonna cause a, a big problem. But I kept in touch with the client and kept them aware of the, what was going on with that lift. And so they at all times knew uh, what the situation I think that's that's key. I so think, communication is, yeah. is very important with absolutely with with, uh, with clients in that yeah. respect. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree with that one more. I think the building industry, on a whole, you know, I suppose can learn something from this, and it's communication. You know, absolutely, it, it's it's talking and talking and talking because um, as much as yeah, yeah, China are getting up and running again, which is which is fantastic. Um, there is going to be this lag time, you know, where we're noticing some products are scarce or that, yeah. very very limited um so there is going to be the lag time and exactly what you've put in place in as in discussing with clients alternative products or choosing a more expensive product but not putting margins on it so it's it's not the time to be it's not the time to be gouging a client no. because of the situation we're in it's it's, it's working with them which That's will see right. us through through this uh this this time frame and and put us in good stead for future projects and recommendations which we all you know like to get mm. so um yeah and i suppose the um the government stimulus packages you've got um employed staff and apprentices uh, yeah, like yeah. So we've taken up you know all the packages for apprentices and, and that's a huge help um so all the apprentices we've got three three four apprentices so they're all they're all on job keeper yep um and the other carpenters are all on JobKeeper as well. So that's that's proving to be, you know, a, a big... It's a saving sim- grace. Oh, it is. Yeah. Um, after September, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but... Um, well, yeah. I think I think the apprentice one was a, was a big one for the industry because apprentices are generally, you'd probably agree, they're the first ones to go. That's um, right. Uns- <clears throat> you know, not as skilled as the qualified yeah. staff, so... So to keep the apprentices, because we have had a shortage of good trades for many years and potentially we'll have a shortage of trades after this as well, um, which we'll, we'll lead on to that later on. But I think the, the stimulus packages for the apprentices to hang on to them has been great. So we've so kept you, ours. Yeah, so you haven't let any, <clears throat> anybody no. go. So currently our situation hasn't, hasn't really changed uh, at all with staff. Our staff are still getting their, their usual incomes. Um, we've reduced... 
any overtime and so on. Obviously, we're, we're keeping money within the business. So if during the period we didn't know whether we were going to get locked down, um, we were going to keep them getting paid. So we put things in place to uh, to ensure that we we could actually keep them and have them on the other side of this as well because they're they're valuable staff and um, yeah we like to we like to see them on the other side as well. So mm. and um, what is on the other side with your future projects? Is any have they been put on hold or are they going forward or no? So currently we we um, we currently have projects in play um, that have. And I think this is a hard one for a lot of the a lot of the general public that aren't part of the construction industry to get their heads around. Is that yes, it may seem like the building industry is busy at the moment, but our projects generally take eighteen months to get going from the initial conversation of you know I have plans or I have documents to to build a to build a house. Um, so they've already been in play for a, up to eighteen months. Um, like yours, they're big projects; they take a while to get going. So they're they're still running through. Um, we have been lucky enough to secure a couple of projects moving forward, um, which is which is great um, as long as obviously our clients are still secure in their positions as well. Mm. Um, that that hopefully will see us through the next you know, 18, 24 months. Um, what I can potentially see in maybe this time next year, which is probably my biggest concern, is this lag time. Um, because at the moment, uh, a few of the architectural firms that we're in contact with, that we work closely with, um, their inquiries have slowed. So that will result in 12 months time, us having not as many projects to tender on. That's right. Um, so so at the moment, it's sort of, you know, building that war chest of, of uh, projects to see us through and, yeah. and to keep the staff. Um, because certainly, um, yeah, good staff are hard to find. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we're trying to uh, secure as much as we possibly can at the moment. Yeah, I've had a couple of clients who have put things on hold because they're a bit uh, concerned where it's going. Yep. But I've also encouraged them to maybe continue on with the documentation because that, you know, that, that can drag on, get the documentation done, get, all, get it all finalised, and then when you are ready to start, you can get straight into it instead of spending another two months Absolutely. doing documentation, which well, yeah. doesn't cost doesn't <clears throat> cost a lot to do the documentation. No, it is the it is the cheapest part of the build. That's right. So I think if you can, um, I think if you can spend the time now, whether it be six months, twelve months, eighteen months, getting the projects to a point where they have a building permit ready to start, I think it's it's worth pointing out too. Building permits are good for two years. So you can invest that. It's not a bad investment to, to, to make to get your documentation in order. That's right. So when you are ready to build, um, you can hit the ground running. And planning permits are good for two years as well, as, and all you've got to do is make a start within that two years. Yeah. So yeah. all you have to do is put a shovel in the ground within two years yeah. and the permit... The per That's right. The, the and planning permit is good. And the authorities are... Yeah, all the building... The, the surveyors and so on, they're all... Um, yeah, they're all going to work with you and give you extensions of time as well. So there's lots of things in place, but I think if you're considering building, I think it's a good time to... How do you, how to, do you think uh, pricing's going to go in, near, in the short term? In the short term, um, currently pricing is, is steady. No one's, no one's dropping their rates. Um, they're not really feeling they need to just at the moment. I think, I think at the moment consumers know there is... A fair amount of negotiational power um, in their hands um, because 
like a lot of us, we do want to build that uh, the stockpile of, of projects. So I think I think you know you do have the ability to negotiate with your with your builders at the moment. There will be a limit um, because obviously we still get the price rises on materials. Um, the start of the year, or the end of the year, February and uh, November, uh, the emails come out saying there's going to be a price rise. So materials are still going up. Um, so yes, yeah, so as I say, I can see prices remaining steady. They're not going to, to plummet. You know, uh, no. The media may be saying they're going to, but um, I can't see that Can't see that happening. No, no, they're not going to plummet, but um, yeah, I think they're going to remain stable in the short term. Yeah. And uh, if, if the you know, economy keeps going in down, they, they might, you know, things might become a bit sharper. I think the impact will also be with tradies that you'll get better quality trades more readily available to you because at the moment, or it has been for 10, 15 years, there's, there's been so much work that, um, you know, some of the trades have been a bit lacklustre and they don't really care because if you don't like what they're doing, they'll just go somewhere else. So I think there's going to be a, um, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of those trades are going to get a shock. There's a whole generation of whole generation of uh, trades that don't know what it's like that weren't around in the 90s that's right who don't that's know right. yeah who yeah. don't know what it's like to be on time and and have a positive attitude and do a good job and communicate with clients <laughs> <coughs> um, it's guys like you know you to a certain extent and me you know who were around in the 90s and you know late 80s mm. that, you know you you couldn't have that attitude you couldn't just drive around in sixty thousand dollar utes and think that you know, it's always going to be, it's always going to be like It's always going to be there. No, yeah. it stops very suddenly, doesn't it? <laughs> so, it it does. really does stop suddenly. So I think there's um, going to be a correction yeah. of attitudes yeah. um, there and maybe a correction in pricing from some of them. Yeah. I, th- I think that's, yeah, that's a key point too because I think, again, the media, the building industry is a, is, is has been a healthy industry for <clears throat> 10, 15 years, even the... The GFC, we tended to float through that. You know, I don't know many colleagues that really were impacted by the the GFC. Um, so I, th- I think this one has go- is going to have an impact on the trades that really haven't looked after the industry as well. That's right. I think this is the time when um, it comes to the fall where you know, your, your quality shows through, your customer service shows through. Mm. Um, so I think the I think the general uh, public are going to get a, a better quality of trade. Um, and, consistently and not just, and not just trade, available. but also builders. There's a lot of builders around who are a bit, um, a bit shonky. I call them kitchen table builders, who, yeah. <laughs> who do yeah. their paperwork yeah. at the kitchen table after dinner, and you know, they're just a bit, bit rough around the edges. Yeah. So. We only have half an hour, so you know, <laughs> we can talk about an hour for that. But yeah, that's right. But no, I, I do. So I, I think do some agree. Of those builders are going to get a big shock. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, the way they run their business and treat clients. And yeah. And, uh, you know, treat uh, accounts and, you know, pay for things. I just want to take a moment to thank our key supporter of the Marsland community, Denellan's The Tire Men. The Denellan family has over 60 years of experience in tyres, and they've got stores in Blackburn, Borwin, Collingwood, Preston and Paran. They've got a huge range of tyres and wheels, and their prices are Melbourne's best. They really are the experts when it comes to tyres and wheels and brakes and suspension, wheel alignment and vehicle servicing. And their reputation, the automotive industry, is exceptional. And if you're looking for a particular wheel or tyre, there's a good chance they'll have it in stock. 
And for whatever reason, if they don't, they'll track it down for you on the spot. Whether it's here in Australia or overseas, they'll make sure you have it in no time. It's all part of their commitment to serving you at the highest level. Don't slip, grip with Denellens the Timon. We thank Mark and Paul and their team for their wonderful support of the Marsland community. I, th I, th I think again, yeah, that's, it's, it's another thing that, you know, the building industry has charged professional rates for, for many, many years. Mm. Um, I would say, yeah, there's been a, a, a decent proportion that haven't given professional service. Uh, and no. I think this is what will change out of this. So, you know, for a, a positive for an industry, you know, the construction industry will, will I think we'll get a, a more professional I believe, standard yeah. of trade and builder. Uh, I, I think the you know the, the whole thing is going to be you know not not a, such a bad thing for the industry. I think it'll wash out a lot of um, a lot of uh, and and readjust a lot of attitudes. Yeah, know. absolutely, absolutely. At the end of it, I think the industry will be better off. I believe. Yeah, look, I know there's I know there's guys out there at the moment that are suffering. Um, you know, I probably field close on you know eight to a dozen phone calls a week from carpenters. Uh, so we employ our carpenters. So. Um, carpenters looking for work, so I, I do know of companies that are that are finding it tough yeah. um, for various different reasons. Um, you know, clients even mid midway through a project putting it on hold. So there are a lot of trades out there that, that are looking for work, and, and uh, you know, plumbers, electricians, and so on. Um, but again, I think I think the good ones will find work. There is work out there. Um, the, the good the good trades will always just like good builders, yeah, like you and I. We'll always well said. Yeah. We'll always um, we'll always find work because we always do the right thing. Yeah. You know, by clients, so word of mouth is pretty important. Reputation. Yeah, and I think uh, you know as I was discussing with you before we started this is that you know we it's a time to diversify as well um, in the industry. Absolutely. We um, we have a construction company, but we also have a um, a flooring company which we had oh goodness nearly twenty years ago, um, but we we let it sort of quieten down a little bit to concentrate on the construction side of things but in the last 12 months we've started that back up again um, and it was just good timing that it started getting some traction while when this when this started as well because a lot of people as, as everyone's probably seen bunnings are busier than ever uh, even in lockdown they were busier than ever um, so people are still renovating um, and for us it was it's mm. another arm that um, it keeps the guys busy um, Australians love spending money on they, on homes and renovating them, so uh, so yeah. I think I think it's a good thing for for all anyone in the construction industry. You can you can diversify. That's very important is to be able to diversify and shift your focus somewhere else. Like we we're focused on new homes. We have been for a long long time. Yep. We we don't very rare do we do renovations or extensions unless they're you know, substantial. So we do mainly new homes, but you know, you know, I'm going to start looking at, you know, doing renovations and extensions. And, uh, so you're going to be in my competition, is I'm that what you're be, saying? I'm going to be in competition. <laughs> but also other uh, things like, you know, our we do our own concrete slabs, we do our own yeah. uh, specialty carpentry work. So if if we need to, we can price doing concrete slabs yeah. for people or. Uh, we can do shingles. We can do curved staircases. We can, so we can then contract that part of it out. So my carpenters have always got something. Absolutely. Something to do. I, th um, I think yeah. it's a. I think it's a good thing too for, for our apprentices and you know. Oh, and we do flooring too. Yeah. 
Of course you do. <laughs> I think um, I think it's a. Yeah, it's just so, oh, okay, I have to really focus now. Um, for your apprentices, though, I think what you said. Yeah, we do a, all our um, you know concrete form work. Um, you know, not just carpentry skills. Mm. I think it's important for the apprentices of, of today and any apprentices or, or, or young guys and girls that are going to go into the industry is to get as many skills, not just in carpentry, because this is the time when Absolutely. you use them. So yeah. your guys that are doing the concrete, I don't think your apprentices probably truly appreciate at the moment what they're learning. They don't until after they finish and they move away, then they realise how lucky they are mm. working for builders like you or I where we give them all aspects of the work to do, concrete slabs, formwork, <coughs> stairs, flooring, yep. everything. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's yeah, and they realise later on that how important that is. You mentioned before about an apprentice that you had that um, came from a big construction company and all he knew was how to do formwork for stairs. And Correct. I, yeah. yeah. Years ago we were the same. We put on a, a kid who came, he was a second year, and all he did for two years of his apprenticeship would put, was put dynabolts in concrete. Yeah. Was, he was dynabolting partition walls and he was doing a carpentry apprenticeship. Yes. So he came with us and, you know, we, we taught him everything to do yeah. with carpentry and building. Yeah, and I think that, that's, <clears throat> that's a key point. You know, any, any builders that are out there, any trades that are out there that, that can multitask, that's what's going to see you through it a is. time like this. Um, you know, as I say, it, it is unprecedented. It's it's different to a recession where we saw, we knew there was, it, there's going to be an end to it at some point. And the growth, once the growth <coughs> in building started, it started quite mm. quickly. And um, and it was healthy for, you know, a decade plus. We don't know, obviously, when the end game is for this, if there is going to be an end game or, you know, the catchphrase at the moment is the new normal. Mm. Um, but I think if, if you can, you know, uh, multi-skill, uh, and, and, and set yourself apart from the, the rest of the trades that are out there because there are going to be a, a lot of trades coming from from new home buildings, so the, the new volume builders. Um, the, the, the projection for those guys isn't looking great over no. the next two years. And they're going to flood, you know, they're going to flood the market of uh, custom builders and they're not going to, you know, they're not going to have the skills. No, no, they're not. Um, and, and, again, that's... It's uh, this is where we'll come to the fore again. They, these these young guys and girls that do have the talents and the skills to to get in and start doing either renovations and additions that we do, mm. um, or custom building that you do, and and you know staircases and so on. I think the, as I said, they've got a they'll have a very bright future in front of them. Um, I, I think it's also important, obviously, with with Marcel and you. You know, uh, we offer VCAL, which is which is fantastic. You know, I. I, I went to Ringwood Tech, so I'm a, I'm a tech school boy um, who finished in year 11. I never did year 12, so I'm, I'm actually the most uneducated person in my company. Um, but uh, we don't offer tech schools anymore. Um, so VCAL's a, a great opportunity for these, these guys to, to go into the building industry. Um, and I think a, a word of advice, say from myself, an old timer, um, is again, if you're looking for an employer, uh, don't just settle for the first one that will offer you an apprenticeship. See what they can offer you, um, because it is a it is a partnership. You need to you need to give to them as much as they need to give to you. But you want to make sure that, as we were saying, is that you're not going to be a a formwork carpenter, even though you have a qualification as a full carpenter, or you're going to be putting in dynabolts into concrete, but you're going to have a qualification as a carpenter because you really you you're not going to have 
the skills that you know many builders like Adrian and myself are going to need you know down the track. So so be mindful about who you're um, who you're looking to do an apprenticeship with, and there will be apprenticeships being offered on the other side of this. Um, I think there'll be a lot of trades that'll either lose their jobs or they'll find that they have found the pressure of this too much mm -hmm. and they will get out of it. It's generally what happens. There is a, a portion of trades that leave the industry to do other things. We may have a shortage of trades again when things start to pick up. So if these young guys and girls can secure apprenticeship in the next 12 months and see it through, you'll be on the, on the upward <coughs> slide of, uh, of the recovery of the building industry. So mm. I think um, certainly it's, it's something that, um, to consider when you're looking for apprenticeships. So, How do you feel um, COVID has, is going to have any impact on the design of houses or do you think that's going to change at all? Yeah, ab absolutely. I think, I think all of us at the moment, um, there's a lot of homeschooling or well, 99% of homeschooling. Um, a lot of us have um, partners, wives, husbands working from home. I think building design will change because I think we will realise that there won't be as much of a need to have this office space. So we will be designing houses um, with home offices. Mm. Um, yeah, obviously energy efficient homes, homes that are, uh, are a lot more cost effective to, to run. Uh, I think we're all we're all looking at dollars and cents at the moment. That's very important. Um, so I think I think yeah, homes homes will certainly change. Design will change. Um, yeah, I think it will have a subtle impact on that. Uh, we're doing some species for a job at the moment where I'm suggesting to the client that they need to strongly look at uh, sound insulation and uh, spaces in the house where they are they're able to uh, have quiet work areas. Yep. And making sure that there's Wi-Fi extenders uh, through the house so that there's no uh, black spots anywhere for their, you know, for their Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, double, make sure there's double glazing in the windows, which is a very good sound insulator. And I think, I think all the things you've touched on too, you know, if anyone, even if you're in discussions at the moment with architects, designers, builders, they're not expensive options to undertake no. um i think i think that's key as well i think everyone talks about these these measures um you know soundproofing and so on it doesn't have to be a costly exercise they're expensive to retrofit but while you're building mm. uh you know to put uh, sound uh, insulating walls plaster is not you know not that cost prohibitive um to line all your overhead pipes if you're in a double story we we now put sound insulation around all the pipe work yes yes to try and retrofit that is would be ridiculously expensive but to do it while it's being constructed it's um it's not that it's not that bad